Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Patty. Hello, everyone. And today, we are going to share with you five exciting things that at least we anticipate for the next year. I know right now the world is in a very precarious situation on many levels and in many ways, and a lot of people right now are in fear and stress and concern, and the future looks very uncertain and unstable, and we're not pretending that's not the case. We're not burying our head in the sand, but honestly, as we look out into the next year, we anticipate a lot of really awesome, exciting, and hopeful things that will be results from these awakening catalysts we're seeing playing out right now on the world stage. For one, I always like to embody the mindset that it doesn't matter what happens. Right now, we're um, the, as we're filming this or recording this, right now there's like the, the close presidency race and, mm-hmm. and no one knows who won and the country seems to be pretty divided because it's neck and neck and there's a lot of like people on the edge of their seat with that. And like that's an example of a lot of the things that are in a sense out of our control. Obviously we can vote, but there's a lot of big things going on that are beyond us. And for me, what really helps me feel stable and at peace and confident and secure, it's not a reliance on the externals. Rather, it's to have a mindset of relying on myself mm-hmm. and my, my higher self's ability to bounce off of anything and to roll with the punches with any circumstance whatsoever. And a really cool example of this that comes to mind is a guy named Viktor Frankl. He has a very popular book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is an epic book, whether you're a man or a woman. It's it's an extremely inspiring book about a man who survived the Holocaust. He was in Auschwitz, one of the most heinous uh, Nazi death camps there was. In fact, it was, I think, the biggest and Mm -hmm. most challenging one. And they're all challenging, obviously. His family, you know, he, he lost his family to the death camps. And he was just withered away, skin and bones, a slave, um, just tortured. And this man, he was a psychologist actually, in this circumstance, he was able to find serenity and peace because he realized no matter what happens to him in his life, everything was ripped away, His literally everything. He was in an unspeakably harsh circumstances. But what he realized was he always had the freedom to sort of respond mentally to the different things going on in his life. He had the freedom in how he responded, how he viewed, how he labeled his circumstances. And even in one of the most horrific circumstances imaginable, he literally found enlightenment, he found peace, and he found serenity. Now, some people are probably listening, thinking, Victor, what are you trying to say, bro? Do you do you anticipate these horrible things happening that we're going to have to do that? <laughs> no, I don't. But I wanted to give the example that we have the power to have our own experience of next year, have our own experience of the circumstances. And a lot of people will probably be in fear and anger and frustration and resistance and allow themselves to just simply react to life from their reptilian brain, their fight or flight mindset. But we have the opportunity to choose to step back and respond consciously. And I really believe and know parallel 
to these, again, awakening catalysts, these things that needed to happen to wake humanity up, there's going to be positive, amazing results that come come into come into fruition and, and are opportunities for us to tap into as early as now and, and certainly going into next year. So this is not going to be another doom and gloom prediction about next year. We're going to talk about the cool, badass things that we feel coming <laughs> and are already, in a sense, here now. So number one, I wrote down living in harmony with nature. Mm. I really believe that at least the light workers, folks like you listening to podcasts like this, are waking up to a degree where you will start to evaluate your relationship with the planet. And I really think also because of all like the, there's almost like a collective pollution right now of people's crap getting kicked up to the surface for healing and release. There's Mm -hmm. a disorienting vibe right now on the planet. And it's very easy to get sort of lured into it, especially if you watch too much television. Or the media, like the news. But nature, in fact, me and the boys, my two sons were just there, I don't know, about an hour ago in Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas in the mountains. And man, it all with all this stuff going on in the world, we were there just loving life. We were doing breath work. And Aww. my son Lucas was taking us through, a, he, he developed an energy clearing uh, meditation thing. <laughs> He's so proud of it. Anyway, we, were, we had the best time. The vibe was fantastic. We came down feeling just really uplifted and in tune and amazing. I really think that nature is going to be a real, real powerful sanctuary and almost a necessity for people to really get their head on straight Mm -hmm. during these times of of necessary change. Another thing that's been happening to me has to do with like recycling, basically. I've never been a very, I've never been one of those environmental um, activists even though I'm very happy that they exist. It's just never been my particular passion or focus, really. But we recently bought a house in Sedona, and we've been redoing the entire thing. Like, totally, we gutted the whole the whole inside, and everything in there is new. And so I've been, I've been shocked at the amount of boxes and plastic and styrofoam <laughs> that comes along with one, one family's house. And I've been, I've been almost, like, really, like, not, like, down on myself but thinking like man this is it just made me realize it opened my eyes to how unsustainable this is for the planet like we're talking one house Mm -hmm. out of you know however many millions of houses exist on the planet and just the amount of plastic and cardboard was just mind-blowing to me now you know me very victor five years ago might not have thought much of it he'd been focused on the house and oh cool all these things are coming together but it really made me sort of realize that I would like to reduce my carbon footprint. So if it's happening to me, I would really feel like a lot of times the things I share are just things that I recognize in my own life. So I'd be curious to you guys, is this happening to you? Do you find yourself more, you know, not more concerned in in a negative sense, but more mindful of your, of your behaviors and patterns and how they relate to the planet? How about you, babe? I've been talking a lot. I need a sip of water here. um, Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've, I've always tried to be aware of recycling and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, especially with the new house and all the boxes and all the things. And it's like, we are fortunate in Sedona where we live, where our house is, there's like a, a big recycling thing like near us. But 
if it, if it wasn't, we would be like stuck with all these boxes and every week and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely the awareness of, of the earth. And I mean, in the last few years, I've been really connecting with the earth and the plants and all its living, living beings and things like that. But especially for me, it, I had a really big, um, shift in June. Um, I did a diet with Mapacho, you know, this babe, but, um, I did it. I did a diet and it was very much apparent to me, um, how connected we all are to not just animals, but the plants and, and the earth. And, you know, um, I very, I, I feel very much like she's, she's, she's not happy, you know, and, um, she, she's just been so patient. The earth, when I say she, I'm meaning the earth. She's been so patient with us, you know, as far as like allowing for us to kind of like unfold on our own journeys. But, you know, it's not sustainable for her to continue to allow us to to just pollute her and 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 whatnot. So, um, yes, long story short, to answer your question, I definitely feel that way. And yeah. 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 And one of the main things I was sort of going with with this, is I really feel like a lot of people who are waking up spiritually are going to feel inclined in some way, shape or form to live, just live their life that's more in harmony with the planet. Now, mm-hmm. for some, it might be becoming like very environmentally conscious, like I was just discussing. Mm-hmm. For some like you, it might involve like really connecting with the aliveness, the consciousness mm-hmm. of the plants the way you do. And for others, it could, of course, manifest in different ways. But I know us, we've been talking about starting a garden and, and, and just mm-hmm. sort of like living uh, you know, we even considered not even having Wi-Fi at all at our new house or even a television. Mm-hmm. We just really have been feeling like really wanting to reconnect with nature in, in a more in a more real way, mm-hmm. a deeper, a deeper, more conscious way. Yeah, I, and I, I just think that the the buzz of it just like I feel like the collective energy is going to sort of seduce a lot of people into just becoming more plugged into it. But people like us and people who listen to this mm-hmm. kind of stuff are going to, are going to instinctively feel a, a very dis- dissonance with that and sort of a repulsion to it. And I think the answer for a lot of us to, to find peace and harmony is to kind of go to nature in whatever way that really means yeah. for you. So we definitely see a lot of that. I really yeah. see a lot of sensitive people retreating into nature and living in more harmony with yeah. nature, which is a beautiful thing. Right. I get more messages now than ever about people like reaching out, asking me about my plant diets and the, and, um, and that kind of thing, because I feel like, yeah, it's spot on. They're, yeah. they're really like the plants and, and the earth is like, hey, come play with me. Come play with us. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're alive. We're conscious. Like, hang out with us, please. Right. You know, and um, I, had, I had a revelation. Um, it's like they just are waiting for us to communicate with them. Yeah. Like when I'm walking, I walk most mornings and when I walk, I'm saying hi to the, all the plants and, uh, the birds and all the things that I see. And, and when, you know, I, um, 
when I say hi to them, they know now, but when I first started, it was like, it was almost like, Hey, are you talking to me? Because there's so many people that just don't say hi to them, you know, and don't acknowledge that they have their own energy and consciousness and, Mm -hmm. and it's exciting for them. They're just waiting for us to get our shit together and communicate with them essentially, you know? Yeah. It's a real, a real cool perk of expanding your consciousness, realizing that everything is alive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can, you can connect with it too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, number two, I wrote down on a similar vein, d- a deeper connection with spirit and more synchronicity. What I, what I've observed in, in our own life and also other people who follow us, you know, higher conscious people is that while the world is sort of going crazy, going through its own karmic learning lessons for its own reasons and purpose and at its own pace, a lot of other people, even people who have been fairly deep on the awakening path for many, many years have gone really deep this year, mm-hmm. really deep into their psyche, really deep into their shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's been a tremendous opportunity for a lot of shadow work. Oh, yeah. And and we know <clears throat> the result of doing a lot of deep shadow work is holding more light, being more in tune with authenticity, with truth, mm-hmm. and consequently just more connected to their higher self, more connected to spirit. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like people's intuition is going to be like on a whole new level. Their psychic gifts turned on to a whole new level. And just that deeper connection reflected in their lives with is more synchronicity, more, more frequent synchronicity, more um, different like types of synchronicity mm-hmm. and just living more where magic is normal in mm-hmm. an everyday type of experience. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I ex- I'm experiencing that currently. I typically don't get number synchronicities all the time no? anymore. Um, she it, must not be a it must not be a light worker. No, I must not. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but lately, especially, I've been getting like all kinds of number synchronicities and and um, just more. I mean, my my intuition is getting so heightened. It's it's almost like overwhelming at times, you know. Um, so I know that if it's happening to me, I know it's happening to other people because I'm not special in this, yeah. you know? So I know that, that this is, this is collectively, we're all doing that. And, and the, the quarantine was like a really beautiful opportunity for a lot of people to go in and, and do the shadow work and really like go inward and, and find themselves in a sense, you know, yeah. on a much deeper level. And so, like, as you mentioned, when you do that kind of work and you're, you're clearing the space internally, spirit and you, rewards you by giving right. you the, the things that you are craving, like whether it's more intuition, more synchronicity, or even if it's, um, just more fluidity in your life, more, uh, peace and harmony in your life. Like there, the universe rewards us when we do the, the, the shadow work and get into the nitty gritty of, of our souls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's also, I think for a lot of people, even us, our, our life was fairly disrupted, even, mm-hmm. even though it's not even close to how a lot of people's have been disrupted, but mm-hmm. our life was very much disrupted by the coronavirus, at least for a little while there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are feeling like, uh, like uncertain and unstable. Like how, what are they going to yeah, have their job? Uh, mm-hmm. What's going to happen with 
either new president, you know, what's what's going on with the economy. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. is certainly it's not these these lengthy shutdowns certainly are going to probably have some kind of repercussion down the line with the economy and what's that mm-hmm. going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. The nice thing, the, the beautiful thing is that when life becomes unstable like that, I think naturally we tune, we, we, we try, I think initially we try to keep up and manage with, with our, the power of our mind. We try to figure it out. And, but right now we're all in a situation that's uncontrollable mentally. Mm-hmm. We can't control it with our mind. And that even though is stressful, but there's a breaking point where you just let go mm-hmm. and then you turn inward. Mm-hmm. And then I think like a lot of people are going to realize that their intuition is there for them if they tune to it. That mm-hmm. even though it doesn't matter that your neighbors are freaking out or your your, your brother-in-law lost their job and, and this is happening with this person, this person's sick. It's like all this stuff could be going on. But if you're tapped into your intuition, you'll know the right move to make in every given moment. Mm-hmm. And while everybody else might be swirling around in chaos, you can have a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to avoid the pitfalls and, and align yourself with the opportunities that are still there. And I think a lot of people are going to f- start really hearing their intuition more loudly and following it with more confidence because it's like the only way, really. Mm-hmm. And that's good because when you follow your intuition, whether you really need to out of desperation or not, good things happen. Mm-hmm. Magic happens. And the energy is so high right now. Um, that there's a lot of miraculous things that can happen in a person's life when you when you follow the nudges of spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people already are doing that mm-hmm. more so, really mm-hmm. realizing that there is a legitimate power of their intuition. It really, you can let go and trust it. It will, it will consider everything you think you want in life and also other things you aren't even thinking about but would like. It, it has all that sort of in mind as it mm-hmm. guides you through your life. Yeah. I, I, I'm just um, reminded of there, there's a, um, I grew up on a farm, so I listened to country music and there's a song, I think it's Garth Brooks, but he, he basically it's called, uh, or he says, um, now I can't even remember it. I mean, but it's like something about unanswered prayers Mm-hmm. And it's basically like you think that you want essentially what he's saying is you think you want something, but when your prayers aren't answered, that essentially you're going to get even better, more beautiful things out of life. Yeah. So it's like just being being present, being in this state of allowing and just fluidity and and and, and following intuition, you get exactly what you want, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that has helped me is to really, as best I can, humble myself and understand that I don't have the ability to accurately know what it is would make me the happiest. So I will sometimes set out an intention or have write down a goal or something. And what I get, it's not always the the, the goal. It's more like sometimes it'll it'll spiral me into into a life path that will reveal to me clarity, whether it's you don't even want this in the first place. You'd rather have this. This isn't important to you. Or it leads me to that very thing. Oftentimes, it's to lead me to more clarity about mm-hmm. what really does matter to me. Mm-hmm. And it leads to more awakening, more consciousness. But anyway, anyway, I'm kind of getting ungrounded here for a second. Let's move on to number three. Aligning your career with your higher calling. Mm-hmm. So I really see a lot of people having this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
for 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 a decent amount of people, it's going to mean they're they're going to like quit their their nine to five and become a coach or a healer or a psychic or do retreats or or start tarot their reading tarot re- whatever yeah, whatever it is. Um, but for a lot of people, of course, I don't think it's going to be that way. And even though a lot of people I know want to have kind of like a clear cut stereotypical spiritual calling, I don't think that's what it's going to look like for everybody. And it reminds me of this guy named Brandon in my coaching group. He really wanted to find his life purpose. And he was putting a lot of energy into it for quite a while. And if you remember me, babe, how it was for me, mm-hmm. there were times where I would think I found it. And I'd say, oh, this is it. This is the new website, babe. It's going to be about this. I'm going to stand for this. Mm-hmm. And it would, it, would, I would, it would feel so in sync. And I would, feel so, so, I would feel very lit up with passion. And then it would just sort of die away. Mm-hmm. And life would show me that that was not actually it, even though you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I went through that multiple times. And it was so depressing when I thought I had it and I lost it. And he kind of was going through that as well, Brandon. And he was kind of like jaded from that whole seeking process. Mm-hmm. And on our very last session, he realized that he was already been on his purpose. He's a nurse. And, but you know, there's a lot of challenges of being a nurse nowadays. Mm-hmm. They work challenging hours and, and you know, they're in kind of a kind of an intense energetic climate for a lot of sensitive empathic people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he started to kind of see his, the role he's already had in a brand new light. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the person that, that is there for someone when they're waking up out of like out of a anesthetized state after they've been put under. Mm-hmm. They're kind of coming to. He's there to kind of just be there for them. Mm-hmm. And he said that he's starting to see how what a remarkable blessing that is. He says because so many people come out of that and they're talking about angels and spirit guides and they're having all these cool experiences. And they're also coming out in sort of a fragile, vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. So having a conscious, empathic person like Brandon there for them. It's what a beautiful role. Yeah. And he's, it's, he's always had that, but now he's starting to see it, totally that what he's already been doing is his life purpose. And now he can kind of rest in that and, and really see the depth of that and experience the fullness of that. So I think a lot of people are going to start waking up to the fact that you've already been on your life purpose. Right. You're already making a massive impact mm-hmm. on people's lives. Yeah, we had someone at our last retreat that had the same revelation. She was like, I'm, I'm here to find my life purpose. But when she was there, she realized that she's doing her life purpose. Yeah. And she, she was like, now, now I just get to enjoy the fact that I'm already there. Yes. You know? That's like what, what waking <laughs> yeah. up is. A lot of times we wake up and we want all this stuff. And then we wake up a little further and realize we already have what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminds me of you. The other day, you told me a story about you woke up and you're kind of in a funk and in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And then you talked to some guy at the gas pump. What happened with that? Yes. Um, essentially, there was a guy that was like asking people for money, you know, for gas and, and stuff. So he, because he was living in his car. <clears throat> and I don't really even remember what I said. Oh, yeah, I do. He said, I know it's not very manly. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't allow for other people to make you feel shameful. And I just, you know, kind of like started talking to him. And when I get into like a, a, a channeling, I don't, I don't want to say channeling state, but when I'm in a state where I'm holding space for someone, mm-hmm. my energy just completely shifts. Even my voice changes. And I just automatically went into that. And I realized that what was causing me to be in a funk 
is such an unimportant detail of what my purpose in life is. And um, even though I essentially helped him, he also helped me in that same situation because Mm. the stuff that I was saying to him was helpful for me to hear it. You know, even though it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, oh yeah, like, okay, I'm going to sit with that and take my own advice, you know, because, um, because yeah, it was, it was helpful. Yeah. But there's a, there's a real fulfillment and beauty in a very simple act of helping somebody, even in that situation. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what kind of an impact one smile or one little conversation or one little lift me up speech can have on a person in your everyday life. You don't know that what what can happen. So, yeah. And, and for, for that particular situation, he, as I was talking to him, I literally saw a shift in him. Like I saw an energetic shift. I don't know if I helped him change his life or I, I don't know. And I don't really care. But I know that in that moment, he felt a sense of relief from the shame that he was carrying, essentially, because yeah. he I could feel it from him. And you know, there's so much potency in helping others and being of service. There's so much more reward that comes from that, not just for the other person, but also for yourself. Yeah. And I I really do believe that with this shakeup we're experiencing, a lot of people, a lot of empathic, you know, people that listen to us, they're going to take it as an opportunity to seek out, um, either a different understanding of their existing career, but for many it might be a shift in where where they're getting what you just talked about. They're 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 experiencing that in some way in their life. That feeling of connection and that feeling of service and the witnessing of it helping someone. A lot of it's not in a very direct way for some people. Um, but there's there's this I think all people who wake up eventually start to crave that sort of outlet for service in some way shape or form mm-hmm. and i can see a lot of people taking that very seriously in this next year yeah and some will be like oh i got i started a youtube channel and i'm reaching thousands of people for most people it's not going to be like that for most people it's just going to mm-hmm. be like m- more uh you know maybe even for some people it'll be taking time away from their busy lot busy job mm-hmm. and they've worked enough and they realize they can chill out and just start being there being that beacon of light for their friends and family and neighbors it might not even be very like an obvious Thing, but I think a lot of light workers are going to start doing their light work mm-hmm. in this next year, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't know they're doing it. Yeah, but I think you know? they will know. I think I they're know. going to wake up to it this year, mm-hmm. where they're going to realize that mm-hmm. they've either already been doing it, or now here's a new opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and number four, I wrote down abundance, and I know a lot of people are thinking, "What, bro? My my, my paycheck's been cut in half. I lost my job. We're screwed." You know. What I when I when I say abundance. It, what I've learned is it first starts with a state of mind, abundance. And what, I felt more abundant than maybe ever in my entire life a few couple nights ago, two nights ago. We were sitting up, it was late, and it was my son Sebastian's birthday party the next day. And normally Patty and the kids actually decorate. They, they, we blow up balloons mm-hmm. and they hang stuff and they, she wraps all our presents. I normally don't participate in that. I still love them, but it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was sitting down there and helping you guys blow up balloons, mm-hmm. and I decided to like make him a card where I drew a Spider-Man mask. Because he loves Spider-Man. He loves Spider-Man, and I just I took like I don't know half hour or so to make this card, 
And I felt like making that card literally changed my life. <laughs> it, it really opened me up to like, wow, just how happy I felt in that moment doing that little deed for my son. Mm-hmm. And I realized we have three kids. I could have been having more of those moments this entire time. Mm-hmm. And just after making that card, I started looking at like our, our house, my bed, even this little little like corner of the bathroom I noticed looked really neat. And all these things that have always been in my life I, that I never really realized, I was finally like awake to for the first time. And it was this really powerful experience where I realized I don't need to, I don't need anything more than what I have. I'm so grateful. Um, so when I say abundance, I really, I really mean like a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And I, ironically, when you have this state of mind, you tend to become more abundant. Mm-hmm. Abundance starts to flow to you more naturally when you really start to count your blessings that are already there. Right. You know, when you're abundant, I remember, in fact, going back real far back, I remember feeling so happy when I was 19 or 20 years old or so, living in a halfway house with a bunch of drug addicts. I had, there's, I had five roommates. I drove a little bike and I worked at a valet place and I was busy all day. I went to AA meetings at night. But I felt so abundant in this little crappy room I shared with a friend, this uncomfortable bed, these sheets they gave to me on day one that, you know, a year later, they were like kind of gross. <laughs> um, my point is I didn't have a lot of material stuff, but like I felt so abundant at that time in my life because mm-hmm. I, was, I had that sort of abundant mindset. Mm-hmm. So I really think a lot of people are going to start tapping into that. Yeah. You have nothing to add? No, I mean... I've been doing all the talking. Why don't you I say know. something? Well, abundance for me is not... Usually we say abundance and people think uh, material abundance. Right. But it's not limited to just material things. You can be abundant in love. You can be abundant in serenity. You can be abundant in happiness. Yes. You know, there's so many different things that you can use as for abundance yeah you know and um i think that with people being more tapped in and and um following their intuition and and the stuff that we've already talked about that's just a natural flow bringing in more abundance of whatever is essentially your definition of that yeah I feel like it's going to be a chain reaction. People will follow their intuition more. This is going to lead them to a more satisfying life purpose and career. And it's also going to give them a more wakeful state of consciousness where they realize the blessings already in their life. Mm -hmm. And that, ironically, is going to attract even more of the obvious types of abundance. Mm -hmm. But... uh, but yeah, I, I really feel, I feel like the, the word abundance came to me very strongly about next year. But I think for a lot of people, it's going to be a change of mindset mm-hmm. and a realizing that you only, you only really need, like if you have everything you need, you're abundant mm-hmm. and can be happy. And I think we all need a lot less than we were taught to believe. Yeah. And, and um, I have this song that I sing during ceremony um, and, and breath work sometimes. And one of the things that, came in for me was we are abundant and we're provided for endlessly. That's like how the, the lyrics and words like came in for me and provided for endlessly just means that we are abundant and uncomfortable. You know, we don't need multi-million dollar mansions to be comfortable. We just need some 
a roof over our head when it's raining, you know? Yeah. Or a tree over our head. It's really a state of mind, you know? Um, I love what you said about like Victor, Victor Frankl, but it reminded me of a, a quote that Gandhi says, it's, you can imprison my body, but you can't imprison my mind. So it's really the abundant mindset is, is exactly that. It's just a, a mindset. Our five-year-old doesn't want to do school, so Patty's gonna. You're five now. I know Patty's gonna go take care of that. I'm gonna move on to uh, one li one last little story about kind of exemplifying what I mean by abundance. It reminds me of a story my my friend Drew Canoli, owner of Organifi, shared at a recent retreat for the guests there. He shared an I it was not really a, a personal story, but it was more of an example of a window cleaner. And he said that an abundant window cleaner is a, a, a window cleaner who, who gives that task of cleaning a window their absolute all. They pour their heart and soul into making that window as, as clear as possible, cognizant of the fact that there's going to be people walking by that window. And he takes pride in, their, in, the, in the knowing that they're going to be able to look out that window and have a clear vision of the trees and the birds and the animals and the sunshine and the flowers. And all this different stuff is going into the, it's all at, at, the, at the forefront of this person's attention who's just cleaning a window. And this is opposed to someone who, who hates their job and they're frustrated, they feel less than, they feel shameful, and they're just kind of whipping through it. It's the same situation, but one of them is extremely abundant because of their shift, their state of mind, and the other one is not. So anyways, my friends, moving on, finally, what I really see happening big time in a more tangible sort of way is I wrote down the word teamwork and meeting your soul family. Um, I really feel like a lot of people are going to start connecting with other like, not only just like-minded people, but literally people from their soul family. And I know how, I know how like, what's the word I'm looking for? Far-fetched that can seem to a lot of people who have never had that experience of meeting anyone from their soul family or even anyone that has like a higher consciousness like them. So it can seem like, I don't know, that sounds pretty... That sounds far-fetched, Vic, but this is something that me and Patty witness every single time at our retreats. And we're not saying that to hype up our retreats because that's just one example of an opportunity where you can have this happen. But we, we just see people connecting that are of a similar vibration, and there's just this beautiful recognition that, man, the world is big, and there's a lot of other people out there. And if I allow myself to go out of my comfort zone and, and push beyond my own inner boundaries, I just might meet them. So I really feel like a lot of people are going to start feeling compelled to do that because, you know, if you're like me, I was very stubborn. I was like, I thought to myself, I could do, I could manifest my dreams on my own. But I realized maybe, but that's boring. That's lonely. It's much, it's much more beautiful to work with other people. And we had that experience at our retreats all the time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In fact, Every time I watch Patty and my friend Joshua Wilson do this, they do this shamanic breathwork duo 
at our retreats where my friend Josh leads them through shamanic breath work, which in itself is very powerful. And Patty sings some of her medicine songs and plays her drum. And Josh also sings and plays instruments too. And it's just like, it's just like duet of power. And then our other assistants and friends, uh, Cece and Dana, they do like energy clearing on people. And it's like when I want to, I just sit there on the couch and watch you guys. It's my time <laughs> to chill basically. Yeah. But I never miss it. I literally, I, I'm just glued to the chair. It's like an hour long. I, I watch you guys and it's just so amazing to see while working together like that. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody is tapped into their higher self and they're con you are connected to each other and you have these these nonverbal ways of communicating with each other and then there's this like synergistic orchestration of just something so amazing and powerful. And I'm telling you there's there's I always am brought to tears when I watch it cuz it's just <laughs> I'm just so captivated by it. And it's like, that's the kind of magic that happened. It can't happen when it's just you by yourself. Mm -hmm. So, but when you connect with, just link up with one other person who thinks like you, your power is just, it's like exponential. Mm -hmm. And then you link up with a handful of people and man, you better watch out. There's nothing you all can't accomplish. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you see that too? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every single retreat. There's... No, I mean like in general, like I anticipate people really coming together. No, I know, but I'm, okay. I'm saying like at, at, just at our retreats alone, you know, um, we see people that connect and stay connected and have like a really deep friendship that's established, but it's not limited to only our retreats. No, that's no. just, you go to a yoga class or something, you know, I met a really beautiful person at, um, my yoga class, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just being in a space where you're out of your comfort zone and you're not, uh, in it, but being open to the idea that any day is a potential day to meet like a part of your soul family. Yeah. It's also just putting it out there, putting mm -hmm. out the intention. Mm -hmm. Again, I gave up on meeting friends mm -hmm. for, for years and finally one popped into my life, but I bet I could have had that sooner if someone just said, Hey bro, why don't you just put that out there into the universe you, instead of giving up, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, I think, well, the examples we give are not so much people coming to our retreat. It's rather people listening to their intuition. Yeah. Because everybody, I always ask people, like, what was going on in your head when you signed up? What caused you to sign up? I'm just very curious. And everybody, they always share some kind of example <laughs> where it just sort of called to them. Like, I, I, I saw the email and there's three spots and inside I just knew I had to be there. Yeah. It, it was never like, well, I thought about it logically it's people just felt called yeah. there it's not and again it's like when you follow that intuition again through your own fears because most people get nervous before they come once they realize wow i'm, I'm traveling <laughs> alone maybe for the first time there's mm -hmm. a lot of people i don't know how is it going to go and the fears come up but they they remember that intuitive impulse and they follow it to the to fullest mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're in this, a circumstance out there in like out of, out of their familiar environment where opportunities and magic can happen. And then it does. Mm -hmm. So it's really about people, a result of people being more connected and listening to their intuition that I believe is going to be the, the cause of, um, you know, finding their soul family, mm -hmm. which sounds, again, it sounds so far-fetched, but I, it's true. <laughs> it really yes. is. They're out there and you'll know them mm -hmm. when you feel them, when you're in their presence, you'll know it. Yeah. But anyway, we wanted to uh, 
just share that with you. We hear so many scary astrological forecasts and whatnot for next year, and we just see we see more abundance. We see more connection and flow with spirit, a deeper relationship and, and, and communion with uh, planet Earth. I see a lot of people coming into their life purpose and expressing their light out there in the world in a more tangible way. And we see a lot of linking up together of like-minded individuals. So yeah. that's the but that's the reality we're going for. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome to come along. Again, yeah. we all we all have a choice in how we relate with what's come going join on. Join us. <laughs> a lot of people right now are are glued like a moth to the flame for to the next fearful broadcast, you know, by the mainstream media mm-hmm. and plugged into that sort of energy. But that's just one option. That's mm-hmm. the the big world out there. And we have the power of choice, the power of where we put our focus. And when you focus on the light, you will, you will bring that into your life. Yeah, that will be your reality. And even amidst this darkness, there's more light on the planet than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We wish you well. We'll see you next week. Oh, real quick, before we I'll let you go, you want to announce your retreat, love? It's coming up soon. Yeah, so um, I am very excited to announce that there will be yet another women's retreat happening. Um, the At the end of February. Yeah, at the end of February. The dates are still um, up in the air, but I'm feeling very much like it's going to be the last weekend of uh, February. Um, so much so that I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm announcing that that it's gonna be that weekend, um, but that's that's what feels uh, like it wants to come in. So um, yeah, we'll be once we once we pick the exact dates. Um, my, I, I've got uh, some people that are already um, coming to to share their magic there too. So I'm really excited to. Um, to embark on this, this, th- my third women's retreat. Yes. It's going to be yes. awesome. The page is almost built and ready to, um, have sign up. So you'll be in, you'll be in touch. My friends we will let you know, but if you're on my email list or you follow me on Instagram or YouTube, you'll definitely see, um, when it's announced, but it should be in the next few days, actually mm-hmm. very soon. So yep. anyways, we hope you're all doing fantastic. We wish you all nothing but the best to an amazing year of Yay. 2021. Much love to you all. Namaste. Peace.